0: This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Well, may we say, God save the Queen, because nothing will save the Governor-General.
1: You know I've searched my heart to better ways to push and pull hey whatever gets you through these days
0: hello and welcome to well may we say a progressive podcast about australian politics this is episode 112 for friday 13th of december oh friday the 13th 2019 I'm Jeremy Sear, and each week I'll be joined by a different guest host to help me discuss what's just been happening to the country, what's likely to happen, and hopefully what we can do about it. Tonight's guest host is returning guest host, uh, my beloved wife, Denise Pirko. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Uh, so, we're just going to cover, this is going to be a, a short, punchy episode, because we're yep. going to cover two things, which are basically uh, the fact that Sydney is completely shrouded in smoke, uh, and- And the fact...
1: parts of Queensland.
0: Well, that's true. So, basically, uh, the country's on fire, to a, an unprecedented- devastating level not just because that we have big bushfires we've always had big bushfires but the number of them at the same time yeah uh the the idea that scum out there saying you know i remember smoky days no the thing that means is unprecedented um so that and then the fact that in in response to that uh has decided to uh quickly drop his amendments to the religious discrimination bill to make it even worse and drawing both of those topics together is the... just
1: like he did hmm? well he did the went to sydney to have an important press conference in the middle of this fire and everything that's happening
0: isn't that the one where he got, he also got stuck in uh in a building where the lift shut down because of the, it's I, actually I, set off the smoke just, I, I think it did
1: but yeah and instead of having a press conference about the fires or doing anything to aid the firefighters he had a press conference about his bill
0: yes yeah. now we'll talk about both of those and the fundamental thing that I want people to be thinking about while we talk about them is
1: why the blinking
0: hell can't the Labour Party, the so-called opposition, capitalise on these? These are two terrible things. You would think that, you know, not being able to breathe in Sydney might be something that a competent opposition could use to separate the Liberal Party from its supporters. Likewise, a new basically theocracy bill of fundamentalists can do whatever they like and just say, it's my religious belief... Look, oh. just ask people who believe the same thing as me. That's, that's a genuine belief. I can do it. Like, you would think that that would be a step too far. And, and that you would where think. the original bill was bad enough and also separating people out from the Libs, or you should be able to separate them out from the Libs, if you were, as a Labor Party, willing to argue against it, which has
1: anybody seen the Labor Party argue against it? Actually, no. I think what I've seen them do is go on their little song and dance routine about how great coal is.
0: Okay, well, let's let's go back to the first one. So, but yes, the idea that they can't capitalize on it, and in fact, have been like if the job of the opposition was to run interference for the government and run the government's lines for them, then this is a really good opposition.
1: It, they're fantastic.
0: Joel Fitzgibbons out there running a bit, writing articles in. I don't know if it was a News Corp tabloid or was it the Australian Financial Review, but anyway, they're all, they're all right wing tabloids now, arguing as to why uh, coal was an important thing for a strict sport and then uh, running elbows line that if we don't do it, uh, if, if we don't dig up that coal, other coal will be burnt in its place. And oh. so we can't just leave that coal in the ground and work to persuade other countries to also leave their coal in the ground. That, you know, it's See, like, if it's we like don't my do it,
1: someone else will argument is so moronic.
0: Well, It, it works for my drug enterprise. Uh, you know, if I don't sell, um, I don't know what's the you know the most vicious crystal amphetamines that you can possibly do crystal amphetamine crystal meth methamphetamine you, you know are
1: so yeah anyway. I know the
0: lingo you don't you do. anyway if I don't sell those then someone else will so basically and theirs probably won't be as good as mine and that's why it's okay
1: <laughs> uh, and then I would be making the profit
0: yeah no but the important thing is that like you can't actually stop people doing bad things it's just so you might as well just let me do it
1: exactly. Well, and we're creating jobs in our underground meth lab. Wait, where is this analogy going? It is astonishing.
0: I mean, that line is a Tony Abbott um, argument originally. Oh, It's just a classic right-wing um, excuse for not doing anything. And Scummo's also been running the, hey, look, we only have like 1.3% of the world's emissions with 0.3% of the population. Like, there's, what, 50 large country, 50 countries that are smaller than us, sorry, that are larger than us that have smaller emissions than us. Yes. Um. How, the, anyway, we've, we've made the point repeatedly yes. that, that the, the – uh, actually, somebody did quite a good analogy on, on um, Twitter this morning, which is like little Scott Morrison um, being told by his mum to put on his socks to get dressed, and, being, and, and little Scummo being like, but, but mum, I've figured out that, that uh, my, I, I estimate that putting on my socks is only 5% of getting dressed, so it's completely pointless. I shouldn't even I, – I can't, I can't get dressed. Sorry. I, mm. Unless I can do it all instantaneously, a significant proportion in one go, it's just pointless.
1: That's true. Um, speaking of labour, uh, uh, Albo was on TV the other day. Albo was out there the other day talking about just how much he did love coal when, in this time of fire. So when this is
0: happening, when, yeah. when Sydney is blanketed in the smoke to the point where it's like 10 or 11 times the maximum safe limit. limit. Like this is where it's setting off smoke detectors, not just in the... Where the prime minister was, where he gets stuck because but in of the
1: train stations and schools, people were being in the kept royal, in the headquarters
0: of the ro- the the um, the rural fire service, yeah. the, the New South Wales fire service, and and then Scummo coming back and being like, first of all, like it's got nothing to do with climate change, like yes, actions that you've taken in the last year probably only had a marginal impact on the climate today, mm. decisions that. Your dickhead government um, and your dickhead party made 10 years ago definitely have an impact on it. And the decisions you make today will have an impact on the ones in 2029, or actually probably more likely 2023. Um, Like, the fact that there's a lag is no reason to be like, well, there's nothing we can do. No, this is an example of pretty bad. And imagine if it got even worse. And the firefighters are having to crowdsource Masks and the Royal Fire oh, Service oh, is God. telling them not to. They're like, no no, it basically makes us look bad and, and deleting those things like, no no, those R2 masks are per- R2 or F2. Anyway, I think those are R2 masks are fine. I think they're P2. P2, yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh sorry, you you yes. Um R2, P2, you know, they all sound like robots. Exactly. Um But they are they are fine the masks that they have that are fine for like two hours yes. are not fine for the extended periods of the time they're doing them. And so they're having to crowdsource the P3 ones. Yes. They're, the, and Scum was like, what, 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 I haven't got the direct quote, but it was effect, to the effect of that they are, that, that when people were raising the issue of like, they should be being funded, they, like yes. pay, and he's like, no, no, they just, they just want to be out there. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. They, they have to be out there because they have they've got be a sense of duty. They don't want to, they would prefer that they have an opportunity to, you know, go home at some point, um, not well, get caught off Centrelink.
1: <laughs> um, not get cut off central link but also be able to go to their their day job uh, be able to pay their rent and their bills um to be like... able to support their family be able to ensure that they're getting enough rest before they have another shift firefighting like these are all things that someone might wish to have
0: uh Scamo's line that they that the people who are fighting this fight just for just fun they just, they just wanted to it. oh do you know um... what they do
1: because of the cricket
0: no, they're inspired by the Quicken. Uh, look, it doesn't seem to have worked very well because he came out today and announced that they're going to put $11 million into firefighting planes like they were asked to do last apparently, year no, apparently after the, two years. Yeah, apparently the
1: business case has been sitting there for two years and no one's done it. And this morning, after all this flack, he's announced that... We're here to help. We're putting this 11 million dollars into these planes. We're making sure that firefighters have the equipment they need. They could
0: have done it last night, but they had to do a video to support. That's like a zappy video announcement, which, which by the way, is like a publicly funded thing. The yeah. announcement, but it had to have an, it had an authorized by Scott Morrison for the yeah. like so political ad funded by anyway. Yeah. But yeah, $11 million is not enough. Like, the planes are, what, $30 million or something. Mm. It's only a and fraction of a plane. A, it's
1: also not an instantaneous thing. It's not just like they came up with the $11 million and now suddenly... It
0: might have been useful, like, months ago when they could have yeah. like had the planes ready.
1: And but there's, you know, there's a lot of funding that's needed and there's a lot of support that's needed. There's also a lot of structural issues. Like, there is there is an issue with a country that depends so heavily on a volunteer fire force. Well, and the
0: argument force. for that is that it's a sort of a seasonal thing, so the country couldn't couldn't fund, you know, firefighters all year round in the throughout the whole country because there wouldn't be enough for them to do over winter. Um, but. Under the new exciting world of climate change, I think the argument there has changed because the new exciting world of permanent summer, where it's always, the country's always going to be on fire.
1: Have you seen those photos where it's like the picture of Blade Runner and the picture of Sydney beside each other and you're trying to figure out which one is which?
0: There's a website I've now become aware of because of people linking to this image on Twitter. Sorry, this image, like it's a one-off. Like if you uh, go to, I'll I'll look up the website in a sec, Um, but live satellite images, um, New, New Zealand is covered with smoke br- yeah, burning oh. ac- across the Pacific from, uh, from Australia.
1: It's terrifying.
0: Well, Tasman, sorry, but yes. So if you go to zoom.earth uh, and you look at just a current satellite image of Australia, basically New South Wales on fire, smoke streaming across the Tasman to New Zealand um that's madness so australia is not only just exporting new zealand citizens that that uh we that that we claim as our own sorry
1: that we claim as our own
0: no no we we import those uh but if a new zealand citizen living in australia even somebody who's lived here all their lives commits a crime uh instead of them just having the punishment that would apply to them as an australian citizen that we we deport them to new zealand um well first we leave first we put
1: them in detention for like yeah,
0: there's a bunch of horrible things that we don't Anyway, we're sending New Zealanders back to New Zealand, but we're also sending them our own bushfire smoke. Um, and, and it's astonishing how many people apparently are believing... But we won't
1: send them our, our refugees.
0: Uh, no. We're saying, uh... would, you, would you have the bushfire smoke? Well, look, the Medivac repeal, again, I'd love Lambie or the government to in any way ex- uh, tell us who exactly they say drowned as a result of Medivac. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but anyway... Uh, and, and, you know, their fundamental lie, which is that it in, somehow endangers us when even under the medivac thing, Dutton had full um, power. To oh, he stop did. Yeah. Like, so if there was somebody who was actually a threat, he could stop them on that ground. He just couldn't pretend to be a doctor. No. Um, but anyway, that's all bonkers, but the the speculation was that the deal was that um, Lambie had a, got the government to agree to send those refugees. to Oh, and also, it wasn't even a pull... The, the line that was a pull factor, it only applied to people who had already been there beforehand. So anybody who came afterwards also didn't have access to, you know, medical care as we imprisoned them, which is like a basic thing. The worst murderers and rapists and crim- serious criminals in Australia have access to medical care, but apparently refugees, no, no. we imprisoned. Anyway, yeah, the the... the, the Speculation, like we don't know why Lambie did that. What was we it? What was what was she offered? And the speculation was that she was offered that they would go to New Zealand, but the government spent the last week denying that. So they got their win. Was Lambie? It looks like Lambie was totally played, but I don't well, know what that, she got out of
1: it. Uh, that they have something on her, like that, or or Dodd-in with his you know super spy ministry has something on her.
0: That's, that is really the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, because. Every other just, if it was a deal, that would make sense, but they deny there's a deal. If it was that, you know, somebody had drowned or there was some kind of yeah. actual excuse that made some sense of it, then that would make sense. But none of those are true. So the only, like, process of elimination, they must have something on her. And, you know, of course, they did the thing just before Parliament went down where they rammed through the union um, destroying bill, too. Like, by the way, the thing at the moment where um, the uh, workers' union for um, the workers at Coles, is trying to have the shonky EBA that they got through with—I think it was the one they got through with the SDA that was unlawful—and Coles is refusing to deal with them yep. um, in a in a reasonable way. And, and the Fair Work Commission's just gone—you can't you can't strike. They can't do any industrial action. They can't do like the idea that you can't you can't strike anymore. <laughs> that is like, that is
1: very frustrating.
0: Well, it's terrifying. Basically, workers' rights don't even exist anymore. And the union busting bill would basically like when they 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 basically. That's the thing. You criminalize behavior that your enemies do, that they have to do, like at, you know, strikes. You criminalize um, the thing that you don't like, that you don't like politically, and then you turn around and you say that your political opponents are criminals. Uh, it's anyway.
1: Apparently, the uh, firefighters have actually been warned about by the rural fire service um, about crowdfunding yeah, uh, without their authority. It. Yeah. Wow.
0: Um, it's like, no, you can you can file the forms properly as you're like sleep deprived fighting fires and just need the proper equipment that can you know enable you <laughs> to breathe. It's bonkers, um, and it's it's so dumb from the coalition too. It would be really easy for them to just simply say this is you know Australia's always got fires. This is a particularly bad one. We've we've, we've you know they they dug into the NDIS. They ripped money out of the NDIS to give to the um, farmers for the drought. Oh. Why the hell they can't do the same thing and go, we'll oh, rip I, into the NDIS again and give it to firefighters? Well, I would actually prefer they
1: didn't rip into the NDIS. No, no, but, you know, oh, oh, they could rip into franking credits.
0: No, they won't do that. I'm saying from their point of view, oh. like the politics, it doesn't make any sense that they're not turning around. and that, Like, that they were playing indifference to firefighters. The thing that gets me like, is that... what? Yeah.
1: Like, that's not good for their own supporters,
0: which is why it's so... Oh, that's the thing. Like,
1: I don't actually understand it because a lot of the people that they appeal to, they're looking at. They have a large, strong support in a rural base. They have a strong support among people who work for the rural. So, why would they not do that? Like, there would be easy popularity. Easy. They're spending
0: other people's money. They would take it out of something that they don't like. They would kick the poor or the disabled or something else. They would give. Like, I don't understand how it is. But, but did, they're not doing that. Did and you see
1: that the New South Wales Environment Minister broke ranks?
0: Yeah, and he's been torn into by. So he dared to yeah. say that they were connected to climate change. Yeah, and so he's like um, being ripped into on the in the Daily Telegraph. Was like, is this person from the Greens or Labor? No, he's a Liberal Minister. Outright, and they've got all the. Li- oh, it's it's yeah, they've got really tight. So he was the New South Wales Environment Minister. But yeah, so the part of this that is really bonkers is that that is a that should be a huge misstep for the yeah. government. Oh, so ignoring the the reality of it, which is, oh my god. You can't breathe in Sydney. This is horrifying. Yeah. And like people have had to go out and like, there was actually a rally uh, last night, uh, Wednesday. Yes. It had a decent turnout, even though you can't breathe. So like, huh? I, it kind of felt like the government would be like, oh, you'd like to protest, eh? What if you can't breathe, eh? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, We're
1: going to come out anyway. Because Fine.
0: We'll wear masks. Fine. We'll do what the Chinese are doing in Hong Kong. And we'll criminalize wearing of masks. Ha ha. Try protesting if you can't breathe outside.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, it's still too Machiavellian. I think one of the big issues is they're telling people to do things like make sure you're using an air purifier and get masks and do that. Well, how, do do that awesome you, well, how do you do that when you're a new start? How do you do that if you're maybe in an aged care home and on a pension? How do you do that if you aren't on any of these things, but you're just making enough to make ends meet and you have two kids and you're a single parent? Like... Where do you find the money to buy masks that are now in really high demand and you might not be able to get? Where do you find the money for an air purifier? Where do you find the money for any of these things? You, you might not even live in a house with air conditioning. You know, so then you need to keep your windows open to get, like, like it's just... Or it's you're, there's such, yeah. you're like, Oh, God. Like, like, yeah. what, so there's so many issues. It's when you
0: take, like... Yeah, the, the fundamental things that even... Even a homeless person should have access to air. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... Easy unbelievable to me first of all that the libs have been unable to see the threat to them and see the opportunity to them and
1: yeah.
0: simply find the cash to do it like yeah. it's not even that hard and, and and all they've found now is like 11 million dollars pathetically laid on like they genuinely thought they could skate through without doing anything and 11 million dollars is not even enough for a plane and paul like The billions of dollars a week we're spending on the franking credits. The, what, half a billion dollars we've just given to upgrade the freaking war memorial. Like, 11 million is Never mind
1: what we're going to spend on, like, a Captain Cook memorial and all sorts of other things.
0: The frivolous shit they waste money on... Um, oh, but the, hey,
1: we got rid of the arts department, um, so we can use that money to yeah. pay for the
0: firefighters. So, will we, will we, so, yes, the government doing this ridiculous merging thing. They're doing the same thing as, I think I've talked, I've talked before about the bonkers way that they're addressing the family law issue by going, mm. hey, we'll just combine the federal, we'll, we'll shovel the um, federal circuit court stuff back into the family court. We'll combine those back again. Whereas last time they split them up. Like... This will make, each time they split them up, they bring them back together, these are their, all they can think of for their ideas for how to be, make things more efficient. Like, the next one is, then they'll be like, no, we should split them up again. And and they, under Howard, they they brought them together and then split them up, they, like, it's bonkers. Anyway, so that's, that's, but, but, fundamentally, um, it's, again, playing, I seriously think most of what the Libs do is just playing to the people who, who, who hate, Lefties. That's that's their, their their fundamental political philosophy is if it makes a lefty sad, then we should do that. And the idea is, uh, like, that their their supporters will be like, haha, yeah. getting rid of the arts department will piss off those feral artsy lefties yeah. culture types. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, you know, I'd be surprised when these people go to, you know, galleries and... No, I don't know. Do Why theaters. am I paying
0: for it? But they're not, I, but they're I, not, not actually the shutting those actually. things down. They're just merging it. It'll just be... It'll just be a but, like, just it's just
1: the thing is, the problem is they're getting, like, it's perception and it's labelling. And arts is not communication. So just putting it under communications does not... It's not arts. Not having that word there is really important.
0: Well, there's that fake Churchill quote that's not real about it like if we don't have the arts what are we even if, if, oh, we should shut down the arts so that we can fund the war and if we don't have the arts what are we waiting fighting for which is bullshit because it's actually not actually a real churchful quote nor is the one about conservatives uh liberal when you're young and conservative when you're old like that's older than Churchill as well like that's yeah anyway um we've got off topic let's back go back to the thing which is okay so point i'm trying to make this is horrifying and unprecedented it would seem that it's actually a really easy play for the Libs to turn around and be like, even if they don't want to connect to climate change, which they're not like, there's the you know, Gladys-Burgey thing being like, not now, we can't, not not while people are dying, we can't talk about it now. No, like,
1: This is just like in America after there's a, a shooting, shooting yeah. and it's never the time to talk about gun control.
0: Why can't we talk about the thing we don't want to talk about at a time when it has the least relevance yes. and nobody will be paying, will be interested in it? Why can't we talk about it then? Anyway, so you think it would be quite easy for the Libs to just at least turn around and be like, look, we're putting in, you know, uh, 20 million here to the firefighters, and we're doing this, uh, and we're going to well, um, they did. make they, sure that... they did. They
1: did that this morning.
0: No, they put 11 million to some fire planes. Now, they've already said that they're not going to put in anything... Million, not million. Oh. already said they're not going to give anything to firefighters. Like, they should be not just going, oh, the firefighters can just... You know, they're heroes that don't need any support from us. Like, that's a really dumb play for them. But the second part of that is, why the bloody hell is Labor not able to capitalise on it? Like, if the government no. makes a misstep like that, in, instead, Albanese is up in Queensland fondling coal. Like, you would think that this would be a free freaking kick for the Labor Party. They could stand up and say, "We we had an ETS, We were, you know, this is something that if if we had had this ten years ago, um, being Labor, they'd pretend to be the one that they negotiated with Turnbull being a good idea, as if it was a good idea, which it wasn't. But even the Gillard one
1: yeah. was
0: almost ten years ago, and that was a good idea. Like if we'd had the, the Libs sabotaging climate action for ten years, you could easily argue that that's connected to this, and that that um that, that and and Tear into the government for their lack of support for... Like, Scummo saying that was a free gift for Labour.
1: It was. How is it like... It was absolutely an opportunity for them to come in to make a point, to make a point about the environment, to make a point about climate change, to make a point about that. You know, that people are seeing globally that all of these, there's been... This isn't the first protest, the one that was yesterday, the rally. Um, There's been a series of protests across the country. People are obviously reacting to this. They're giling people. Yeah. People are feeling strongly about this, and that is across the country. And rather than seeing that and understanding that, and absolutely pinning it to the libs and pinning it to the coalition about them not supporting the fire service, them not doing enough about climate change, all of these issues, they're just like running along with them.
0: It's astonishing. Um, they're making running defences for them. Like, yeah, Geoffrey Gibbons cool. arguing the, the the coal thing this morning. Yeah. Like, the, the, the rest of the world is turning around and saying that we can't use the Kyoto things, too. They're turning around and saying, no, that's a shock. Did you say the thing today? Basically, so the, the idea that whenever Skymo says we're going to hit our, our Paris targets, yeah. what they're doing is because of, under the um, Labor plan, we got a hit on Kyoto. Yeah. Um, they're like, cool, we get to use that and put it up against Paris. Yeah. So no, we don't. So in other words, we don't have to do a thing because we'll just claim some credits, which which are not, that's not reducing your emissions. That's no. trying to claim something from another thing. Anyway, yeah. and the, the argument, the, the where the world seems to be going on it is, I, um, the European Union is talking about um, actually putting in basically uh, like uh, carbon tariff sort of thing. So yeah. we'll, we'll be taxed in countries that aren't doing their part. Um, but also, the, the, the Kyoto and Paris are two totally separate agreements. You can't go, well, we over, overshot on that one, so therefore we can just underperform, underdo yeah, our well efforts on Yeah, that makes total Paris.
1: sense, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: So the government, may, the Libs, may be about to find a real problem because their whole argument is, and Scummo's whole argument is, oh, you yeah, know, I accept that climate change is connected broadly, uh, but we're doing our part. You know, we, I don't want to talk about. I, I'm sure I think I played some audio from Scummo a, a couple of weeks ago, where he's basically being like. Um, yeah, no, but I'm not interested in talking about it. I just want to get out there and get it done. Um, we're out there, yeah. we're interested in the action. And when he talks about the action, he means the action of arguing that we've already hit our targets and we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And he's about to find that that doesn't work and that we're not going to hit our targets. And what's the argument they're going to be? Oh, well, the the oh, well, the oh world's changed the rules on us or something. Uh, like, the world's just going, no, those were always the rules. Your, your little fudge isn't going to play. But, yeah, his whole thing of we're going to hit our parasites is about to be torn apart. Um but how is it that Labour can't use that? Sydney can't breathe. They're always like, desperate to win Western Sydney. I'm fairly sure Western Sydney, who are, in this case, closer to the fires yeah. and probably worse off than Central Sydney.
1: Yeah. I feel like
0: breathing is the kind of thing that a competent opposition could probably capitalize on.
1: It's what... <laughs> Scott Morrison lives in his own little world. He... I was just looking at something he said today at in Melbourne. It's like, he, first of all, he said that he's been saying that these fires have something to do with climate change. Yeah, you he's, know, all he's year, accepted that all year, but he's been saying it all year. He said today he's been saying it all year. Yeah, he's, so he's
0: saying he's saying that there is a connection broadly, not yeah. not these specific fires.
1: But what we cannot say, what no one can say, is those programs of themselves are in any way linked to any fire event. I know because I'm a city-sider, and I know how unusual it is to see that haze across my city. And I know how distressing that has been, particularly for young people, who wouldn't have seen that before.
0: Nobody's seen that before.
1: When? When? When has anyone? When have old people seen that before? This, this, um, he makes it sound like, oh, this is the 20-year haze.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah,
1: Sydney has definitely had
0: haze before and probably had like a haze and from bushfires before. It's not to this had, extent because they've not never it's been this had, many
1: at once. It's also had strange dust storm haze before because I remember waking up one morning about a decade ago now. Wow. Um, and it was red coming in from the west because of a massive dust storm. But it passed. Like, hang on, hang
0: on. If, if you're suggesting that Sydney has been shrouded in smoke for days and weeks. then, then No, for why, a few
1: hours one morning.
0: Yeah, that's right. That, that, I mean, I'm sure I would, if it had been for days and weeks, I'm sure that the Daily Telegraph would be reporting about it and not, like, it completely absent from the newspaper. It's like, we're for Sydney, if you could see it. Um, yeah. It is astonishing to me. Anyway, so step one, what the bloody hell is wrong with Labour that they can't see an opportunity there and seize it? Like, this is an opportunity that they could both use for political gain and for doing good at the same time. But it's like, Labour is like... It's a trap.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and he's... So, uh, Scum was there saying, it's important at a time time like this of natural disasters that Australians focus on coming together and not seeking to drive issues of conflict and issues that can separate Australians at a time when we all need each other. And right there is the place for Labour to say... Absolutely. We need to come together and recognize that climate change is screwing our country. We need to come together and look at how we can make sure this hasn't happened again. We need to come together support our fire services. Mm -hmm. We need to come together to support each other and to change how we live and what we do things. Um, Michael uh, McCormack, your favorite person, was on TV the other day. Blaming uh, kids? uh, Well, he was blaming the Greens.
0: Yeah, so so first of all, they blame the Greens. There's got to be anyone but them. The greenies or
1: kids? Yes, and then he was um, talking about how much he loved coal and how Labor doesn't love coal, and the person he was talking to on the TV was like, "Well, actually." Alba was on TV saying that he loved Cole yesterday and McCormick said yeah but I love Cole more than he loves Cole he just said that because he wants to be one of the cool kids because he didn't lose the election we love Cole more we were loving Cole first I believe that um, was a
0: paraphrase okay.
1: that paraphrase was actually taken from a friend of mine Alicia who uh, put that together so um, but basically it, it, it. I did go and watch it and, and it was they're competing to be shit yeah they're competing to like be like oh look I love Cole more <laughs>
0: which, which if you were if you're they were competing to get the more money from the Cole lobby at the next election yes. would make sense. But if you're competing to, you know, actually represent Australians who want to be able to breathe, less so. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so so if... It, obviously, it's pretty hard for people who are listening to, you know, 2GB to not notice that they can't breathe outside, that if they they uh, mm. go for a bike ride to work... If they ride to work or go for a walk, you know, they'll have... You know, their esophagus will be on fire and they'll be like they'll ever like they seem like they've been smoking. Um, which, by the way, I'd point out, like... In the old days, they said that, you know, we would never be able to get any... This is an equivalent to uh, making an analogy for action on climate change. I'm saying in the old days where they said, look, um, tackling the cigarette lobby seems impossible. You're never going to be able to, you know, have smoke-free restaurants, smoke-free workplaces, have it sort of be a default smoke-free environment. Mm. Like, smoking is too well established. That's too hard to tackle. There's too much money. It's never going to happen. But now, you can go to a smoke-free restaurant. You can go to... The smoke-free state free station. You can go to a smoke-free, like smoke-free public environments in Australia. Not in Sydney, obviously. I mean, Sydney's smoking everywhere. Like it's just a solid pool of smoke. But that's from bushfires, not from cigarettes. Um, but yeah, like oh these things can change. The so obviously well, he says they,
1: he remembers when he was a kid seeing hazes surround Sydney.
0: Yeah, so do we all, but not like this. This is different. Um But yeah, so obviously they can't pretend to their listeners that that's not... Well, I, I suppose they are. They're basically, they're basically gaslighting them and saying, no, no, what, you don't remember this happening before? It definitely happened before. I turned those though. I, I lit those laps. What are you talking about? Oh, no, they were always off. <laughs> anyway, so there's that. And the second thing they're doing is trying to find excuses. So the greenies, plenty of people who somehow believe that the greenies are opposed to backburning, which is not green policy. Yeah. And also the only reason why there's not as much backburning happening as, their po- as needs to be given the extent of the problem Um it's because there's not enough time and not enough viruses, yeah, yeah. like
1: they can't, They're there's also just, not enough resources. There's a bunch of, the, there's a the bunch of period of
0: time in which they can do it safely is shrinking, yes, it is. So that's not the green's fault. And then now, yeah, and then and McCormack's out there being like, it's kids setting
1: fires. Well, the, that's the other thing. I, uh, I what I had a colleague at work today say that she had a conversation with uh, her father in law and he she was like, hmm, climate change, and he was like, no, it's arson, and she's like. What? Yes, the fires were set by arson, but the reason some of well, the fires whats the bit that thing. Some of the well, fires may be lightning caused and everything else. some may be caused by arson. However, the reason they're so bad and spread so much is because of like they're not exclusive and they're like, "Nope, arson. It's been lit. It's a kid with a match. That's why we're having fires." And she said she just had to walk away,
0: which is also a bonkers argument anyway because um, it in that, say it was. Say that's all it was. It's still going to happen. You can't stop kid. Like, there's going to be somebody who lights a fire. The question is, do you want to have the consequence of that being that the entire yes. state burns down? Or do you think that maybe uh, we could have the state less less of
1: a tinderbox? That would be good. I would like less of a tinderbox.
0: Anyway, the other segue, the segue you've given that, that Scummo's out there saying he wants Australia to be inclusive. At the same time, as he launches this hideously even worse version of the religious discrimination bill which expands out the powers of, of organizations. Like, he's specifically fighting. The example that they gave was they want Vinny's to be able to sack, you know, people who don't follow single mothers or gay yeah. people or whatever. And Vinny's has come out and said, we don't want that. We yeah. have plenty of people who aren't Catholics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no,
1: Vinny's is actually one of the least bad organizations out of the religious organizations the running Yeah, God. Well, and, you know, yeah, it's a... Oof. Anyway, he's being inclusive. He's being inclusive to white Christian men like him.
0: That's not inclusive, means.
1: But I don't. And I love. I love that when they sit down and you're like you read the Australian, no, but Christian like, women, he'd he'd be okay with them too.
0: Oh, well, that's good. Um, oh, when they look, it's the thing that was cheating me about it was all the coverage from News Corp was like. In fact, even from Fairf- former Fairfax and stuff was like the government had consulted with all the different groups, and the groups that they ignore each time were like LGBT people, the people who are this. It's not a conspiracy theory or paranoia that's like LGBT people like being convinced that this is aimed at them. The people behind this are quite clear it was about a response to marriage equality. This is a pushback. Yes. It is not, like, a random thing where people are like, you know what? Let's have more f- freedoms for people. Oh, Generally. Did, like, this is specifically to push back against marriage what equality. What did
1: that one senator say? That one that really... Erica Yes. Like, we were promised this. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, it is
0: specifically a pushback to equality, which means it's specifically aimed to reduce equality. It is specifically targeted at LGBTI people. And... The um, the fact that Rugby Australia threw LGBTI people under the bus and I, I'm i not with the, um, the the official... So it looks like with marriage equality, like there was this sort of official campaign that was willing to throw trans people under the bus as well and be like, um, no, no, this is purely about love and purely about, about gay people getting married and, and nothing else is ever going to happen. We definitely aren't going to do any of that shit, which leads people like Lyle Sheldon to be able to like, oh, we were promised that none of this would ever happen. Whereas yes. the correct response would be, um, that may or may not happen. It's a separate bloody issue. Yes. Like, um, yes, we're pushing for equality. It's not like a slippery slope. We're not like, you know, when we get marriage equality, then we're going to be people are going to be marrying trees. Um, it's purely that but human we beings. We will marry
1: the Sydney Harbour Bridge.
0: It is going to be purely what we're fighting for is equality for people. So yes, if ask me the question that you're saying, uh, trans people, yes. That is certainly a thing that we support although that's not the issue that's before the Australian people right now like these are separate things yes. and instead the official campaign was like no no, those things won't happen they've got nothing to do with us we don't you know don't don't bring those up um, and you should be like they could have been more supportive about it, and in, right now, in terms of the Rugby Australia, the um, official sort of LGBTI lobby thing was like, "Oh well, they you know, they Phil sort of apologised, said that he didn't want to, um, to demonise LGBTI people, and uh, and so you know, uh, it's good that Rugby Rugby stuck to their guns and and made sure that they put a statement out saying that they support inclusiveness and stuff. And you're like, no, Rugby Australia. Took on, pretended that they were going to do the fight for yeah. LGBTI people and then threw LGBTI people under the bus. Absolutely. So, for is now, they're going, look, I won against LGBTI people who didn't get to have the fight at all. Like, and now we're going to have the law change without even knowing whether the law would have actually protected LGBTI people in the first place. And further reinforcing the fact that it should never have been up to the bloody Rugby Australia at all. Like, so this new version of the bill is specifically about that religious people who uh, want to be bigots uh, in their private life. Yep. Their employer can't tell them no. The employer the employer lobby got some changes, though, that they can tell them no within the workforce. Yes. But, but it has to be... The, the directive has to be directly connected with the, um, the, the purpose of their job. So contrast that with... They have fought very hard for the power to sack the gardener at a Catholic school for being gay. The registrar yeah. at a Catholic hospital for being a lesbian. They have fought for that power. Yes. Even though... The gardener being gay has nothing to do with his ability to be a gardener. Yeah. The registrar being a lesbian has nothing to do with her ability to be a registrar. Those have nothing to do with their jobs. But in terms of religious bigots, fanatics who want to say horrible shit about gay people, if it's not actually part of their job that they shouldn't be allowed to say horrible shit about gay people, I'm an accountant. Why does why does my demonising LGBTI people interfere with my ability to be an accountant? That's The legislation now specifically is like, no, no, it has to be connected. If you want to have a rule that stops them doing that, it has to be connected to their job.
1: Interestingly... Um, not only
0: that way around. Not for religious organizations who want to stop non-religious people.
1: So interestingly, also they have they have also uh, fought for the right. The gov- this government to say an accountant working for the Department of Communications and Arts or whatever it's called now says, "Wow, I really dislike this government being this this job being amalgamated," or makes a comment on social media against the government saying oh, yeah, I don't support them uh, I think Scott Morrison's a dick because he's not supporting our is not so, acknowledging climate change could be fired for that
0: yeah so so yeah no, we we saw with the Banerjee case in, the high court has basically held you've got no right to political speech so the government's not sort attacking of that there's not nothing where no. pub, so and but and it's the another, argument... but
1: it's another double standard basically in my mind like it's not what? the same in that it's not a harmful it, it's it's not as directly harmful but it's
0: no, no, it is. It is. It's free speech. So this is their line. They're like, why should religious people need to be able to be free to give their, their views? Except they, it's only religious people who get that power under this legislation. Employers continue to be able to control your um, speech outside uh, work. Mm. Any employer, not just the uh, the public service. So
1: this, this whole thing, oh, these are special privileges given it, only to religious fanatics. Except if an organisation makes over a certain amount of money, in which case they're not allowed to... Um, do anything against you unless they can actually show that your, if your organization makes more than this 50 million. Bill. No, this is in the, in the new one. If your organization makes more than 50 million. Yeah, to show that
0: your, that, that their that rule they is had, to, for their own commercial. Reason. But
1: that, that will have a financial impact.
0: So the rule from the original bill, uh, which said that if you're a big company, so revenue above $50 million, uh, you can only limit an employee's ability to express their religious views outside work if you can show that it's necessary to prevent unjustifiable financial hardship to your uh-huh. business, which is what the ACL objected to. So the new version says that they can only do it, or um, so they, they would not be able to do it unless they are an essential requirement of the relevant profession, trade, or occupation. So that makes it even harder. Yeah. So because um, they would. Uh, then the argument is that um, if you're Israel Folau and you're demonising LGBTI people, um, that's got nothing to do with your job as a rugby player, so why can't... It's not part of your, your role as a rugby player. Why can't you go out there and say that LGBTI people are equivalent to criminals? Yes. Um, I Although it's still arguable that Rugby Australia could argue um, that... So I don't actually know that it resolves the issue because...
1: They could argue that your social media presence is a part of your role because it is a part of your cachet, so it is a part of what makes you famous in their business. Yeah. So there is something to be said that, like if you have, for example, an official Twitter account, that that would be... Like, there. that could go both ways, that argument.
0: It's all stupid. So fundamentally, but the government has never... Video. Have never given a reason why this is needed. They have never given an example. All of the examples that they have given of, of excuses, are basically people who hate LGBTI people demonising them and suffering some kind of inconvenience. Now, um, if you were concerned about uh, people's right, freedom to say what they, you know, have free speech outside of work, this doesn't give people that. It only mm. gives religious fundamentalists that. Yes. And, and basically this entire bill sets up a privileged class of people, people who believe uh, in, have a political belief that has a metaphysical element. Yes. Um... So if you have a political belief uh, in, you know, social welfare or uh, you know that that we should act on climate change or something, um, sorry, you can't say that stuff outside of work. If your if your employer wants to sack you for it, bad luck. But if you if if it's connected to God, it's then fine. you've got a free so Yeah, yep. so it's this it basically creates a privileged class of people who can say whatever the hell they like about LGBT people or all the rest of us. It it's not just LBGR people, like it, single well, people.
1: Single, single like mothers. That. Like And that's the example that was given, right? Like <laughs> It's this idea that, yes, sinners, single mothers.
0: It's not just LGBTI people. It would also apply to anyone that a religious group has ever had a problem with. So, interracial couples, single mothers.
1: Someone who they found out had had an abortion.
0: Which also is the other thing, because they've specifically... So, um, they're saying that they've restricted the people who can uh, discriminate on the basis of religion in employment. And they're now Um,
1: saying that they can't discriminate against you, but they cannot... They Just can refuse to a... give a service.
0: Yeah. So, so nurses, midwives, doctors, psychologists, and pharmacists, which is slightly fewer than the ludicrously broad collection, like dentists and... Well, yeah, anyone
1: one. licensed to provide a health service. So okay. they've
0: limited it down to the people where it would actually mean something anyway. Yeah. So, where... Because obviously a dentist, I'm not sure what a religious belief for a dentist would be that would limit the service they provide. But fundamentally, what it's trying to do is make it easier for a religious fundamentalist pharmacist in a one-pharmacy town to refuse to give the morning-after pill... Or or any or, sort of birth control. Or you know, the single hospital.
1: Uh... Or, or, or what about hormones for a trans person? What about... Yeah. Um... So basically that's a whole lot of
0: very Ooh. essential medical personnel um, harm people's medical care yeah. on the basis of their religious beliefs.
1: It's hateful. It's harmful. It's hurtful. It's, it's a triple H it's yeah. It's, it's
0: dangerous and and worrying and yeah. and the amount of high, well that's right. So scumbags out there saying it's about important to unify Australia, but this could not divide Australia more. Yeah. And again, an opportunity for Labor to stand up and say the government hasn't given any examples of why this should not. What? Why should they say Israel? Flowers their example of. Uh, okay, well, Israel, sorry, when I say they haven't given examples, the other examples they've given are Israel Fallout and Archbishop Porteous. Yes, Those are both examples of things where the law doesn't need to change. Or sorry, in relation to Folau, it needs to change in that there should be vilification protections for LGBTI people. The fact that it had to go to his employer because there's nothing else that could be done about yeah. him demonising harmfully LGBTI people, yes. that it, it should never have been up to Rugby Australia. Rugby Australia should not have had the power to sack Israel Folau. I agree with that. They should not have been, It should not be up to Rugby Australia... Or any employer to police their employees' words outside of work. What it should be up to is the government, who's like there should be hate speech. That vilification is harmful, and yeah, it should be the should same. He should be able to get if
1: charged if he- for hate speech, and in the same way, if he bridges. said if he
0: said that Jewish people, like we have the reason I read this is because there's a reason we we already have anti-vilification protections for because the Jewish people are particularly victims of the Holocaust. So we already have legislation because we've seen where that speech goes. So we've already that's something thing that people can recognizes, oh, yeah, actually, we shouldn't let that happen again. Yeah. So the stuff that he said about gay people, he could not have said about Jewish people without being yeah. in, f- falling foul of the law. But because the LGBT people don't have those protections, he was able to get away with it. He's not being charged with anything. In fact, if he, if he wasn't working for... In fact, now now Rugby Australia have folded, there's no consequence to him whatsoever. Mm, absolutely. Um, well, absolutely I mean, not. he's not playing rugby, but he might. Who knows? He might end up going back to it, um, and he's got a big payout. But he, if he wasn't employed, there'd be no consequence. Like... The idea of leaving it to employees is bonkers. It should be a, a there should be a law protecting LGBT people people from harmful vilification.
1: There should be and there isn't and it, it's a shame.
0: Well, that, and that's and why this law... Labour
1: can't do anything is not doing anything about it. And this law just makes it worse. This law just makes the fact that there isn't anything protecting people, LGBTQIA people, that much worse.
0: Well, it gives free reign to the people who hate them to do go even harder, yeah. and it and and what it does is it stops in its tracks and pulls back any impetus to actually addressing the ongoing things, which are that yeah, currently under a bunch of state laws. So even if this bill doesn't happen, yeah. LGBTI people can still be sacked for their uh, for being LGBTI by organisations mm. that are associated with churches. This isn't yeah. new under this bill. This is a no. thing that happens now. And after after marriage equality, after we were all polled. Weirdly enough, we haven't been asked. To do a, po- a postal plebiscite on on this no, we new, new powers bill, isn't it funny how only LGBTI people? Oh do no, it, no, right? no, exactly. But after the you know what was it sixty six percent of Australians or something voted for marriage equality. Um, the end project part of that project should have been um, removing the final areas where LGBTI people are treated ba- you know discriminated against yeah. in Australia. So it should have been removing their power of religious people to sack them. It should have been removing the power of people to vilify them harmfully. And those things haven't happened. Now Back to the theme, the point I was making overall, which I think we can both see, this should also be an opportunity for Labour to separate out s- people who currently vote for the Libs from the Libs. Like there are plenty of people who vote for the Libs just because they want low taxes and they want, you know, a cat. They want a tax cut and they don't think they'll get a franking
1: or... credit. And yeah,
0: yeah. But if they realise that the Liberals are actually trying to give. Religious people who, you know, there's lots of liberal voters who are not religious. And if they understood that, that the liberals are trying of, to give them powers over of, them,
1: there's also lots of religious people who don't even want these powers. There's lots of religious people out there who think this bill is obscene. And Labour is not arguing that. Like they're just, why? Yeah. this thing that they do of sitting back and
0: waiting to see where the wind goes, it means it always goes the wrong way. Because part of being in politics, is yeah. isn't just waiting to see what happens. It's arguing. Yes. It's pushing it. And if Labor can't see the opportunity that this massive overreach bill offers well, it's, them, it's, or it's the a, incompetence over the fires of them.
1: It's basically a massive target that's been painted that they're just walking straight past.
0: Or in fact, they're doing more than that. They're actually giving them cover. Hmm. They're, they're providing them with, ironically, a smokescreen. Like, well played. It is astonishing to me. And and, and um, you have uh, first dog does a cardo this week, basically saying, "Well, you know, even in this situation, why why can't the Greens get votes? They should switch to Marine for, for And look, <laughs> that's fine. And sure, the Greens aren't rocketing ahead in the polls, but that's because they're fighting uphill all the time. Yeah. They don't have money, and they, and they have relentless hostile coverage from the media.
1: Although, if they, they get any coverage from the media,
0: well, that's right. the only any time they get. And and look, uh, I'm going to have to elaborate more in a future episode about. The fundamental things I think the Greens should be doing, but I mean... Broadly, I think you've is,
1: elaborated in previous episodes as well. Oh, I really
0: haven't gone into enough on this one, which is fundamentally that the Greens major asset is people, they're enthusiastic members, and they use them for, what, three months around an election, and then they shut down everything, and they like, we don't have enough people in the office, so we can't manage volunteers door knocking in between elections, and like, that's two and a half or more years every cycle... Of people that could be the time that people people could be door knocking, communicating, spreading, you know, increasing the green vote, and that's anyway. being wasted. And I think they need to do that. Anyway, I seriously do think that the Greens should be able to find a way of making that work they and should. using that human resource between elections. But we can have more of a discussion on a future episode. In the meantime, we will leave things for now. We're going to do another recording. There's a recording lined up for of an episode with a special guest on Monday. Exciting! Uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about is. What on earth can we do? Now, th- this last bit we're just recording on Friday and we've just learned that, uh, no, the, the uh, opinion polls in the UK were right and uh, they are going to be just completely destroying the rest of the country uh, by leaving Johnson in charge.
1: Terrifying, terrifying, terrifying.
0: Uh, it's a, Look, it's, it's a good time for racists in countries where Rupert Murdoch uh, runs the press for some reason. It's it, weird it, like there's some kind of connection there. It
1: scarily is.
0: So what we're going to be discussing, and so if anybody wants to tweet at well, may we say, with your ideas, the sort of things, that, the approaches that you think that the left can take to try and pull back in this very hostile environment where uh, the media are always going to be incredibly hostile to lefties. Uh, how do we proceed? How do we, uh, you know, if, if, if that wasn't a sliding doors moment today when Johnson won in the UK and uh, in terms of any hope that we have to pull back against disaster, if there's still hope, how do we get to it? Um, so that's the discussion we're going to have. I've got some ideas. We're going to be discussing... Obi-Wan Kenobi? The special... Uh, Is he our only hope? Uh, no, hopefully not, because uh-huh. he's a fictional character.
1: Damn
0: it. So if you've got any ideas, things that you... Approaches that you have in mind, uh, at well, may we say. Otherwise, uh, have a listen to the episode that we'll be uh, releasing early to mid next week, because that's the thing we'll be discussing. Indeed. Now, one last thing I want to say. So it is a difficult time financially, I know, for a lot of people. And one of the things about being a lefty podcast, we don't have much in the way of billionaire supporters. For some reason, we don't appeal to the idle rich. I don't know why.
1: That's very strange. I don't understand.
0: So our Patreon, we definitely... Uh, would appreciate and need some more uh, Patreon support because uh, we've had some of our you know, pe- people who've supported us very generously, and we're very grateful for for a long time. We've, we've had some financial difficulties lately, and circumstances
1: um, change, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. And we're really appreciated they supported up until this point.
0: Oh gosh, yes. But um, also in addition to that, that, that ongoing podcasts have hosting costs, and uh, you know domain costs, and equipment costs, and. If you are able to contribute to the podcast, yeah. we now is the time we would very much appreciate it because it is it is we're having a bit of a uh, a time of renewing where the podcast is going to go and the Patreon being lower than it was is quite challenging in terms of making that happen. So, yes, uh, this is a plea to Patreon subscribers. We haven't, like other podcasts, set up a separate podcast, a separate feed. I've never actually thanked individual uh, Patreon members, supporters for uh, their contributions. If you're a Patreon supporter and you would like to be thanked at the end of the show, let us know because I'm more than happy to. Absolutely. So far, I've just been sort of saying thank you in a general sense and, and like, seeing names and... and feeling heartfelt thanks uh, each time, but haven't actually been saying it on the podcast. So, If that's what you'd like, we can do that. Uh, If you would like to have uh, uh, emails um, alerting you to when the podcast comes out rather than just coming up on your feed, that's also a possibility. So look, if there's certain things that you would like in turn uh connected with your patreon support we haven't got any advertising on the podcast we haven't uh haven't done that apart from sarcastic advertising for for ludicrous things um
1: you mean banging your head on the ground in frustration was not an actual frustration product? and angry oh my
0: god okay we have to run that out again because clearly clearly you've forgotten anyway I've already sacrificed enough dignity pleading for support. So anyway, also um, putting on on iTunes would be very helpful too. But in any case, that's where we are. Uh, There'll be an exciting new episode uh, next week. So we're not quite off for Christmas yet. Uh, And in the meantime, I hope everybody has a lovely weekend to try and renew some sense of hope after a fairly depressing week. And we will see you all next week with an exciting new episode.
1: Have a good weekend, everyone.
0: Bye.